Hello and welcome to If Anyone Cares. My name is Riley James. So, not not great stuff. Uh, as you can tell by the title of the show, we will be talking about Hurricane Laura and the impact on the city. Um, some of you not, might not be aware that I live in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I, it's not like I don't mention it a lot on the show, but some of you still might not be aware that I, I currently still live here. And I... I mean, really have had probably the the toughest couple of weeks of my life with all of this happening and, and just a, a really tough time with the hurricane, right? So, little update. My house is livable. I'm currently staying in my house um, as of right now. We have generators backfit into the house, giving us half power, minimal power, uh, to the point where the generator can, can sustain some but not all. So we have to really monitor what we what we put on the generator. And then, other than that, water, running water has been restored. Uh, power is popping back up through Lake Charles. I live a little bit north of Lake Charles in a small community, um, separate from Lake Charles. But little by little, power is coming back and, and all these different things. The The level of destruction is staggering so i've i've been to houston uh two times since the hurricane and i just got back from lafayette louisiana on, on time of recording which is this is september 13th 2020 at about 709 at at night it's very staggering to just see all the destruction and in in the buildings and the signs and the homes that have just been just either destroyed or trees are through them or roofs were ripped off um but as I was saying, I've been to Houston twice and, and Lafayette, Louisiana, which is about 60 miles to the to the east. There's like a, a imaginary line you get to when you get around Orange, Texas, and when you get about to uh, to Highway, Louisiana, where it's you pass that line and then you start seeing street signs down, like the interstate signs, the green ones, snapped in half, trees down, where they over the interstate that they had to cut up the first couple of days of hurricane cleanup. And then on the other side and, and coming in through orange, you can see the, the gas stations that have no roof. And usually when you're passing along, you see uh, the price of gas and the price of diesel. When there's nothing on those signs and those signs are halfway destroyed, it's a little, it's a little disheartening, but Seeing that in Orange, Texas, for me, and this is just for me because I live in Lake Charles, Louisiana, but seeing that in Orange, Texas is a little bit different from seeing that in my home city of Lake Charles. So when you drive through and you're looking at this, it's it's heartbreaking and it's it's disorienting and it's it's staggering and it makes you feel sick. And I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you on a, on a on my own show. I cried the first three, four nights I was here, crowded myself to sleep a couple of nights. It was just, it's so hard to, to be around so much that was destroyed. And, and, and my own home is, uh, it just, I made it out so much better than so many other people in this area. But to look in my, on the property and just see tin and metal everywhere and, and shingles off the roof, and look into my pool and see shingles all over the pool and all in the pool. It it broke my heart. 
this is a place where I grew up. I, I've lived in this house for almost a decade. And to see it like it is, it 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 hurt me. But to even just drive through downtown. So we we got here back. We got back here on a Friday. The the hurricane ripped through Thursday morning. Uh, about in the middle of the night. There was a, a chemical gas fire. One of the plants uh, exploded or they had something go wrong with the plant. Because Lake Charles is, is Lake Charles and like the surrounding areas, Westlake and Sulphur, are just made up of chemical plants. Um, so one of the chemical plants in Westlake, which is obviously just west of, of the lake in, in you know, West Lake Charles, Westlake, one of the plants exploded or, or they had something go wrong and it was just chlorine gas filling the air and there's a shelter in place order given by the the mayor and the local officials and so we decided not to go back that day just for our own safety you know anything that we the the philosophy was if it's not going to get worse in the next 24 hours it's it's probably not worth it to go be in chlorine gas we leave friday morning about you know 20 about 30 hours after the, the storm hit so we pack up and, and leave Huntsville, Texas, where I was for episode 15 of R&R. Uh, and we go back to Lake Charles, Louisiana. First couple of days were, were the toughest, but made a lot of progress. We, we eventually got to the point where we are we are secure right now. We are stable. Everything's fine. Uh, we are we built this nice routine. We still don't have power here in, in my home. It has been seven, 18 days without power. The initial projections were four to six weeks, and then I heard six to eight weeks. Um, it was, it's just a it's a tough pill to swallow when you when you think about it like that. It's like we're so used to this this lifestyle. And I said this on R and R, and I'll try to keep it as um, non redundant as possible. But you know, you get so used to things like power and clean running water. And, like, I still have a house, man. A lot of people don't have houses right now. They're, they're displaced, living in Lafayette or Alexandria or Houston or Austin or Dallas, New Orleans, Baton Rouge. Like, they're living in all these different places and coming back and commuting every day. I have a house that I'm living in. I just don't have power or running water. And, and we have, in the second story, we have a, a ceiling that caved in. That's it. And that may sound bad. And I posted photos on Instagram and Twitter and all these different things. But that room can be fixed. Like, our house is going to be fine. We're going to get new floors and, and, and probably new ceilings and, and probably paint the walls and fix the water damage. Because, but, like, we're fine. <laughs> we live here still. And we, we still have a house to come back to. Some people don't have that. And I'll never be able to understand an earthquake or a tornado, or any of the other, net, like a, a wildfire that's that's ravaging the Pacific Northwest. And and look, I'm not going to sit here and, and deny that. That's a terrible experience, and I, I have plenty of friends up there in Washington and Oregon and in Northern California that I've reached out to. No disaster outweighs another. So uh, T's and P's up there to the Pacific Northwest, as well as we still need them here down in the south coast of the United States, here in Lake Charles and, and the surrounding areas, um, especially with two more storms right now as of September 13th in the Gulf of Mexico coming in the general direction of, of Lake Charles, Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and New Orleans. 
So Hurricane Sandy, or what is going to be Hurricane Sandy at Category 1, is barreling down in New Orleans right now. And then Tropical Depression 19 can hit anywhere from New Orleans to, to Houston. I'm in that cone of uncertainty. We can't handle a normal rain right now, let alone a tropical depression that could, you know, God forbid, develop into another hurricane. We can't handle a rain. So to be able to take another hurricane right now would just be absolutely devastating. The people that, people like me who have houses that are secure now, but I don't have a roof, I have tarps on the roof. You know, it's not the same. And I just had a generator flick back on, so forgive me if the noise changed a little bit in the back. There's a little bit of a difference between being secure from just normal rain versus another hurricane coming in. Even if a tropical storm or a tropical depression, heavy rain is detrimental to a lot of people right now. So keep us in, in, in your T's and P's. and Trust me, I'm, I'm thinking about my, my friends in the Pacific Northwest. At the moment, I'm trying to be as diplomatic as possible and trying not to say the things, same things I said in R and R. Um, and and as you can probably imagine, we don't have a guest because I I just can't sit down right now for an hour and and, and justify sitting down for an hour and recording a podcast with someone else. One, I don't have the time to prepare for it, and two, I've just spent 15 days cleaning up my own house. We have to move on to the thing. Like I have to move on to the places I, I care about. Whether it be a religious institution, whether it be friends of mine's houses, like we we still have stuff to do. Just because your house is secure doesn't mean you're done. You you that's the thing we do down here, in, in in southern Louisiana is we take care of each other. I feel like it's it's a lot of places. Like southern hospitality is is a, a famous thing. You know, it sounds good rolling off the tongue, but a lot of people care about a lot of like other people around the country care about each other, and it's it's this unique experience of being in a place and, and getting to meet the people and getting to meet um, and, and really understand. But I, I don't know. And that, I feel like that's been the uh, the mantra of a lot of people in this area for, for the last couple of weeks. You just, you don't know what the next week is going to look like. You don't know what the next month is going to look like. There's no time frame for anything. You're taking it day by day, and that's all you really can do. So, I, I'm sitting here talking talking into a microphone. I know this week is going to be it's going to be tough because every week has been tough. But it gets better as you go along. You get more things done. You get closer to the end goal, which is ultimately restoring and 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 getting back to what you were, if not better. But as a, as we sit here 18 days in that ultimate goal is years down the line you know this hurricane radar rolled in, in 2005 lake charles still has parts of it that were underdeveloped because of hurricane rita you go even further south to cameron louisiana there's a lot of places in cameron that still haven't recovered there's still like stuff in the ditch there's still parts of cameron that just haven't rebuilt in 15 years you're gonna have that here. This from from I was four, turning five, during Hurricane Rita. I don't remember much of it, but my parents, you know, I've lived here my entire life. My parents told me stories about Rita, especially my father's told me so many things in the last two weeks. This 
they're saying this is 10 times worse than Hurricane Rita. Hurricane Rita was one of the biggest storms ever hit the U.S. I don't know if the numbers come in, but they're saying Laura could be the biggest storm to hit the U.S. So to to be able to sit here and tell you that the show is going to continue and we're going to have guests and all this stuff and stuff, I just I, I don't know. I, I, I legitimately don't know. So, I wanted to put this out. I wanted to put this out at at a, at a, a time, a period of time today where I can do this. And I struggled. This was twelve minutes. I'm obviously not going to edit this. Thirteen minutes. I can I can go on and on and on about the storm, about how how much it sucks. And how much devastation there is everywhere. I can go on about the resilience of the people here I've seen so far. I can go on about, you know, the normal day-to-day things that you kind of have to adjust to. The the routine we fell into. I can go on about <laughs> the love bugs. Like, I can go on about all these different things in, involved in this. But if I had to sum it up, is that, like, it, it just sucks a little bit less every day. Because you get you, you go towards the goal. You go towards the the ultimate road of like we're gonna get back to what we were. But how long? You just don't know. What is the next day gonna look like? You just don't know. And like I was saying earlier about tropical depression nineteen, which um could turn into to hurricane or tropical storm Teddy, which is could very well be another hurricane, Teddy. Um, I, I don't know. You you hope for the best. You pray for the best. But you just don't know. I, I certainly don't wish this on anyone else. But I can tell you from being here for the last two and a half weeks, or two weeks, almost two and a half weeks, we can't take anything else. So... Hurricane Sally and, and, and Tropical Depression 19, which is going to be Teddy. Um, you know, you, you hope those don't hit us. I hope it just kind of dissipates in the Gulf of Mexico and doesn't hit anyone. But, you know, those storms are going to go, and it, it's prime hurricane season right now. August and September are, are the biggest months we have for hurricanes. So, you don't wish it on anyone else. I'm not going to, you know, we're going to keep preparing and, and, and trying to get back stay cautious of course but we're, we're not gonna gonna live in fear with that we're still gonna clean up and, and make sure we are, are getting close to the goal every single day I I'm just so thankful for for where I live and, and the people that we have around us you know it, it's funny my, my father was saying you know people that don't normally talk to people like neighbors or, or people who live, you know, down the road from you. They don't usually talk. They're talking right now. It's because the the community. Yeah, you you hear this for every single natural disaster, but the community kind of comes together. And I have seen some great things over the last two weeks. I've seen some terrible things over the last two weeks of, of people. You know, I've seen some news reports of, of you know looters and um, p- 
people protecting their own home and, and ultimately people stealing and, and taking the opportunity to steal when there's a natural disaster and no security and, and cops are a little bit busy taking care of other stuff or patrolling other areas, people kind of pick and choose their opportunities to go and, and steal from other people because houses are open, we're airing them out, you know, people are vulnerable right now. People are desperate and vulnerable. And uh, I've seen some terrible things in the news and, and you know, you, you kind of have that fear from your from your own home and for your own life and for your own family. So it's a varying array of emotions. I am I feel like right now it doesn't feel like I I've grown to be a better person. But anyone that goes through this type of things, you, you, you learn stuff about yourself and I've definitely learned a few things about me. I've learned a few things about the people that I consider friends, the people that I used to consider friends after this, you know, it's, you, you kind of, you, you learn a lot about people you learn who's mentally weak. You learn who's mentally strong. You, you learn who you should actually have in your life. And you learn that it's very important who you pick to, to be in your life. And you know, it, it's tough and people have to make decisions. And some of those decisions aren't necessarily the best ones. People make mistakes and, and wrong choices all the time, but you know, you you learn a lot about different human beings during a process like this. Uh, and and like I said, you learn a lot. About, you learn a lot about yourself. And not that I'm thankful for this experience. I, I I stated at one point that I'd rather literally be anywhere else. But there's a certain itch to. When you leave, like I left for Houston for, for, I left Houston for Houston twice and stayed two days, stay away two days each time. So four days total. And then I just got back from Lafayette, Louisiana. I left Friday night, late Friday night, spent Saturday and I got back pretty late in the afternoon on Sunday. So essentially two days away then. So six days away. And when you like it feels great leaving. You just, you, you get to go sleep in central air conditioning. You get to go, you know, have a have a proper setup to what you're used to. But that next day, like I should be there working. I should be there doing something. But people have to get out. You know, you can't stay in this for all this time. People need, you know, to not be around destruction twenty four seven because it takes a toll on you mentally. It's taking a toll on me mentally. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna deny that I'm not gonna sit here and, and lie to you it takes a toll on you mentally and it sucks it really does um I've I've filmed quite a lot during this process and I I've <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll end the show with this we're at with the 19 minute mark I plan on this being 20 to 30 minutes so this is perfect I'll I'll end with the story as my laptop is on 9% um so during the process of going to Montana, which I talked about in the last show, uh, filming a bunch of stuff, but I had to film some stuff on my phone because my camera wasn't readily available. I didn't want to bring my camera into that type of danger as far as the water or on a mountain. So I filmed a lot of stuff on my iPhone, Tenar. I bring, bring it with me. And a lot of footage from Montana, a lot of footage from like that whole trip. I don't have my camera readily available for the hurricane. Obviously, you don't want to, you know, 
if you if you still have things after a hurricane, you don't you don't want to put them into danger. Filming hurricane cleanup. So I had my iPhone on me, and filmed a bunch of stuff coming through, and and you know us coming back from Huntsville, coming to Lake Charles, and then like the whole time we were in Lake Charles, I'm just filming stuff. You know the 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 city, the the big glass building we have, the all the glass blowing out, the downtown area, like my own home around my community. I, I just filmed a bunch of stuff, and my iPhone ran out of storage. So over the weekend, there there had to be a decision made. Well, my phone was malfunctioning because it reached the peak of what it can do as far as hold stuff. So it was malfunctioning and, and messing up. So I made the decision to back everything up to iCloud and reset my phone to factory settings. And it was the scariest thing ever because I went to my photos app and there's zero photos. But they slowly, you know, you know, iPhone users know that it slowly builds back over, you know, a couple minutes. But it's the most terrifying thought. But I have my phone set in the factory settings right now. I haven't, I haven't changed the background or anything, so it looks like a brand new iPhone. <laughs> it was the most terrifying thing of all time, and that's the most rush I've gotten over the last few weeks. It's, it's worrying about my iPhone still being um, my iPhone. You know, you obviously we we customize our phones to fit what we need and also what we want. Looking like a brand new iPhone is it's not something I've had in a very long time. So, um, fun little adventure uh, with that. I watched football on Thursday and Saturday for the first time in a very long time. That was also a, a wonderful experience. I will say Lafayette is a fantastic city. If you're ever coming through, I know Baton Rouge and New Orleans get a lot of credit for the, the big cities in Louisiana. Lafayette is a, is a wonderful city. I went and watched football for four hours yesterday at a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> it was great. I stayed up very late last night watching Kansas football, which, you know, only because of a pandemic and a hurricane, I'm going to stay up till 1 a.m. watching Kansas football. But just a, a wonderful time, a wonderful weekend, just to get away out, get away out of here. Um, but I, I'm I'm so happy to have the opportunity to to have this show. I love you guys very much. The people that listen to the show every week amaze me because it changes so drastically from show to show. Um, you really support the brand. You support me. You support everything. And you, you've been with us for, for it's going to be four years in April, which is just amazing. And, and I'm so thankful for you guys. My, my lap is up is on 6%, so I'll run through this fairly quickly. Um, you really kind of take stock in, in different things and, and what you really care about. And I care about this show very much. I love my job so tremendously, like a, a tremendous amount. Um, it's amazing. So, Shout out to you guys. Shout out to um, the the following the show has and shameless plug at the end at Rella James IAC on Instagram at Rella James IAC on Twitter. You can find the show iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. R and R. It's available on all podcasting platforms. Um, my other show I do at Ryan Wintle. It's just I'm so thankful to have the show and to have this platform and and to to be able to do stuff like this. So shout out you guys. Shout out to uh, the the people that came in. To help us clean up, I didn't even mention the linemen. I've, there's so many linemen across this this beautiful city helping us clean up and, and doing their best to to make sure that we get power back in a safe and efficient manner. Shout out to all the linemen that came from Florida and Ohio and Texas and and other states that I can I haven't even seen yet. Um, I'm just looking at license plates on the trucks as I drive by. Thank you so much to the linemen. Thank you so much for the people that have come from out of state in any capacity. What you're doing to help us. Because I live here and I don't want to be here. So you not having, like you, you can choose not to come. (laughs) 
you can choose not to come and, and help us out and, and be a part of this destruction and devastation, but you choose to come and help us out. I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, from the, from the city. I, I hope I speak for the city in saying thank you because it means the world does that you decided to come help us out. And, you know, linemen get a lot of credit, but the people that bring food, the people that bring supplies, the people, you know, family, friends of, of people all around this country and around this, this state that come to help us. Thank you so much. And we're, we're just so thankful, so appreciative. Um, I, I'm, I'm thankful. So, I don't know is <laughs> basically the, the mantra of, of if anyone cares uh, what it's going to look like. I may take the rest of September off. I know my birthday's coming up at the end of the month. So uh, we usually do a show for that. Don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I will do my best to be back. I've booked interviews. I've gotten like plans going. I've talked to people. I've, I've talked to a woman named Sam Frost. I'm very excited about her coming on the show. I just don't know where I can conduct those, and I don't know uh, what's an efficient place to do that. So I will be in touch uh, with with them and, and see what we can do. I'll I'll update you on my social media platforms about when we're doing shows and when they're coming out. But this one uh, will be released uh, on Monday morning, September fourteenth. <sighs> Thank you so much. Like I said, it's it's been a, a wild couple of weeks. I can't wait to to pod again. But this is just your update from me. The show is continuing. We will still have shows. It's just <sighs> I hope to have another one out this month. If not, we'll we'll kick back in October. So. For everyone in, in my beloved city of Louisiana, uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, for my beloved state of Louisiana, uh, everyone that come to help, everyone that is, is currently suffering right now, people that have homes, people that don't have homes, for all of those people, I'm Riley James, if anyone cares. <laughs>